It's bigger than the Super Bowl. It's bigger than the World Series. It's WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast, WrestleMania special. It's that biggest time of the year for us, uh, and we are here. We're going to make all our picks for all the upcoming matches. We are powered by the Eastern Observer, uh, and I guess just to start, what's everybody most looking forward to at WrestleMania this year? I'll start with you, Gary, down in the corner. What's your what's your big uh, thing you're looking forward to? Jimmy's debut. Right, in the main event, Roman versus Ginny yeah. versus Brock, right? Yeah, she's going to run in. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's not a prediction. That's a story. <laughs> no, I, 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 to be honest, I'm actually, the, the, the geek in me is looking forward to Steve Austin coming back, to be fair. But. Yeah. Well, I, I expected you to say Drew McIntyre starting his big run, right? Because he's going to be, He's going to go on a, a run, starts here, and go all the way to that UK pay-per-view Labor Day. I, I yes, actually. So, John DeCounty, how about you? I'm looking forward to the potential weekend show stealer of uh, AJ that I still can't figure out who I'm going to pick in about 20 minutes from now. All right. And John Smith, I don't even have to ask. I know you, the thing you're most looking forward to is uh is not the debut of cody rhodes it's actually the the four uh four team uh women's tag team championship match is the thing no, i was gonna say the return of stardust but um, <laughs> the only thing that really gets my my blood flowing is is stone cold i i, I just i trust the fact that he won't come back for for something stupid so i think it's going to be a really awesome segment no matter what goes down and i also like the fact that we're going to come out with one world champion finally I think that's the way it should be. We'll talk about that a bit later, but I bet that only lasts about 12 minutes <laughs> until <laughs> the next day. Maggie, how about you? Actually, I'm looking forward to the um, the men's tag match, the like RKO or RK Bro, sorry, uh, and the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy. I think that could be a show stealer. I think that's going to be like people, people are underrating that, but I think it's going to be a good match. All right. All right, well, James Wheeler, he is agreeing with uh, John DeConi. He believes AJ versus Edge, but also Cody's potential return, Becky versus Bianca, Stone Cold's return after 19 years, and the Brock versus Roman. So basically, he's just going to be on a high the entire show. So <laughs> nice. I, I, James Wheeler is about to have the WrestleMania of his lifetime. It sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, with that said, uh, we are going to just get into this. So... First thing first, I, I know you guys have been waiting for many, many years. Ever since that gimmick battle royal, you have been waiting for the Iron Sheik to make his way to the ring. According to Bobby the Brain Heenan at that time, the Sheik will, might get to the ring by the time we get to WrestleMania 38. So uh, thank you, Mr. Bobby the Brain Heenan, for calling that. So if we see the Sheik... Uh, <laughs> saunter out to the ring to open the show. That'll, that'll be quite an Easter egg. That they Hulk Hogan do. better hope he's not in the ring at the time. That. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he, the Sheik doesn't uh, drop his trademark line that we're not allowed to say on the show. 
here we go. So WrestleMania, uh, as you, as you all know, this is the end of the uh, pro wrestling pick'em season. There are 315 points available for WrestleMania the show. That's not counting stand and deliver or anything else uh, or impact show. 315 points. So basically, it's anybody's ball game. It all comes down. You got to uh, pick your best. It's 50 points for the WWE and Universal title match. And if that happens to be the same match, which it does, that's double the points. So 100 points out for Roman versus Brock. 25 points for all other title matches. 10 points for non-title matches. Interpromotional matches are going to get a 10-point bump. Uh, I should note that the Roman versus Brock is not going to be interpromotional. Uh, apparently, there is that's part of the Brock Lesnar rule. He's a part-timer, so he does not assign a promotion. Uh, kickoff matches will count. The perfect pay-per-view bonus is 100 points. It matches the main event. So tons and tons of points out there uh, to grab onto. Here's where we stand, though, right now in the WWE standings. Maggie is out there winning the whole thing, 57-8 and eight record, 574 points. I'm about 50 points behind her. John DeCani's about 100 points behind me. Al Carl trails him closely behind, then John Smith. Gary Maheffi is about 200 points behind the lead, and Travis is a solid 250. So, But the, here's the thing. Travis could still win. If Travis goes perfect and Maggie gets absolutely none right, <laughs> Travis could potentially walk away the winner here. So uh, stranger things uh, have happened in this world. Here are the overall standings. That was just the WWE standings. The overall standings have me at 1,373 points. Maggie's not participating. John DeCani is 160 points back. Al Carl, again, closely behind him. Then John Smith. Gary's back there, 300 points behind the lead. And Travis, uh, another few points behind Gary. So anybody's ball game, though, 315 points. John, it looks like you got something you want to say there. Is there Me? Um, <laughs> I just, you know, I hate the scoring system. And I guess now that Al's not here, I can really start picking on him. Like this, this Rock versus Roman match is worth more than like 10 other pay-per-views combined. How much sense does that make? <laughs> Honestly, I it's think probably one of the easier matches to call, in my opinion. So you're getting 100, 100 points for like a relatively easy Match to call. I don't know. Well, and, I think I you know should Maggie have confidence points where you bid on. I like I bid ten on this match, or I only bid one because I don't know. I'm not confident. Like confidence points. Mm -hmm. I, I've I've held Al by the neck and explained this to him like plenty of times while drinking beers on my front porch, and he's like, "Nope, this is the way it is." <laughs> Let me pull these back up so I can see here. So, right now, John Smith has 208 uh, wins, 88 losses. So he would be right where he is. So, so in that sense, it's working out. But uh, I do get your your point. Like the 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 <laughs> WrestleMania main event is worth more than all of the other shows. You know, basically since January combined. Right. Uh, okay. So here are the the way that we have uh, fallen in the past. Al last year he went seven and seven. Now he won the league last year with his seven and seven uh, record at WrestleMania. 37. 
Uh, you can see he was eight and eight at WrestleMania 36, <laughs> batting a thousand there, uh, 35 and 47 overall. He still has a losing record. Here is Gary, 45 and 26. Now, Gary has a winning record at WrestleMania. Uh, big 11 and three last year. So maybe it's Gary that we should be paying close attention to. I know at WrestleMania 35, he went 11 and five. So uh, Gary with big winning record. John Smith, 41 and 41. Look at that. Almost every single show batting 500. So reliable, reliable. John DeCani, 46 and 36, another winning record, uh, six and eight at last year's show, but 12 and four the year prior and 10 and six the year prior. So on um, last four years, extremely well. Here's my record. Last year, I went nine and five and I didn't participate in any previous years. And, and Maggie last year, she went, we assume, <laughs> and, um, that's, that's an assumption. We had no nothing logged, so we don't know for sure, but that's pure assumption. So <laughs> all right, guys, are you ready to get into this and start uh start making some picks now that we have covered the past? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Romance is in the air. On Monday Night Raw earlier this week, we had not one, but we had two marriage proposals. Reggie, of course, proposes to Dana Brooke, and she says yes. Tozawa, he proposes to, to Mina, and of course, she says yes. So all of this leads to, you know, potential 24-7 shake. I don't know if we're getting the wedding at WrestleMania. Why not? We'll just assume. Where else are you going to get married? It might as well be WrestleMania. Here's where we stand. Tamina is one in four at WrestleMania. This will be Toza This would be Tozawa's debut at WrestleMania. Reggie and Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke zero and one at Mania. Reggie, this would be his debut, seeking his fourth reign as twenty four seven champion. Dana Brooke's the current title holder. Now, our truth sounds like he might be officiating these weddings, and he has a stellar Mania record of zero and six. Zero and six. That reminds me of that Al Carl's losing yeah. record. What was it? 35 and 47. <laughs> All right. So the big question here. Uh, you know, this is not there's no scheduled match, uh, but it might be just kind of fun. Go around the go around. Who do you think is gonna leave WrestleMania with the 24-7 championship? Who do you think ends night two? Because of course we know that all the space in between, uh, some celebrity or ancient person coming back the steiner brothers somebody is going to be walk, walking around with the 24 7 title so gary i'll start with you who do you think leaves wrestlemania with the 24 7 championship and who do you think uh out of thin air might hold the strap at some point during the uh during the weekend you know what extra person I th if it was based on those four i would have said Reggie will do it and by his accidental and he'll end up on top and win and all this kind of stuff and go to him. But why not? Al's not here. Well, we'll raise a glass to Al and say at the end of night two, Maurice will walk out with the 24-7 title <laughs> and she'll have it. The it couple. That's it. All right. Uh, John DeCani, over to you. Uh, I... 
I just hope that somewhere along the line, as the 24-7 champion is passing by the pre-show table, it doesn't wind up around the waist of primetime Sam Roberts, because I'm not sure I could handle that as an, an old-school Opie and Anthony fan who knew him when he was uh, an intern on their show and whatnot. But uh, I, I could see a scenario where, as the officiate, our truth rolls somebody up and takes it. But then I, I hope at some point Tazawa wins it and then hands it to Tamina as a wedding gift. How sweet. A, a wedding gift that she has to hold on to uh, and protect in order to keep, you know. It's, 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 kind, it's kind of like it's a very weird uh, wedding gift. John Smith. I like the idea of R-Truth coming away with that belt at the end of the day. Um, I, I think the feel-good story is Tazawa, though, because he's kind of like the chump in this whole situation. So I'd like to see Tazawa actually come out with the gold around his waist at the end. Okay. And Maggie? Okay, my bold prediction for, like, ridiculously random is Caleb Braxton. Somehow okay. in the pre-show uh, is going to get it. Uh, but I think R-Truth is going to walk out with it. For sure. Right. I agree that the feel-good story, but I think our truth is going to sneak his way into that uh, scenario and, and walk away with the belt. So I like the idea of it being Tozawa, but if Tozawa gets that title, the first thing he's going to do is lay down on the ground and give that thing to Tamina. So I'm I'm going Tamina walks out with the 24-7 yeah. uh, championship. Uh, but I do think Scott Steiner is going to hold that belt sometime throughout the two-day WrestleMania. So... <laughs> So that's where I stand. Okay, so we go from, you know, funny haha stuff into what I think is probably the most talked about thing heading into WrestleMania. There's so much speculation, so much rumor about who is Seth Rollins going to face at WrestleMania. Now, James Wheeler, get your comment machine ready because <laughs> I know you've got some ideas here. Uh, but you wouldn't be the only person because Al Carl and Tyler Liddell – they have scoured the roster and scoured the planet to come up with who they think Seth Rollins might be facing at WrestleMania. A uh, quick recap on Seth Rollins. He's six and three at WrestleMania, four and three in singles competition. Now by minutes to bell time records, he's actually six and four and four and four because I record two losses to Kevin Owens a couple of years ago. His last mania match was a loss to Cesaro last year. Great match. He's, he's, he's not around anymore, right? Okay, so who's he going to wrestle? Who could he potentially face? Well, here's a guy, Mansoor, making his WrestleMania debut. He would make sense, right? That's a guy that Vince McMahon would certainly pick out of the roster to throw at Seth freaking Rollins. It, not him? Not him? All right, let's continue shopping. How about Shanky? <laughs> another guy you know we haven't really seen much of shanky yet you know he messes around on the smackdown side okay okay let's get serious not shanky not mansoor who else do we got okay over on the uk side we could go with jack stars hey. Gary, your boy the gatekeeper the gatekeeper <laughs> that's right everybody that comes into the company has to wrestle jack stars uh has to beat jack stars before they can do anything else okay Probably not going to be Mansoor, Shanky, or Jack Stars, but uh, maybe it'll be an educational moment. Maybe Andre <laughs> Chase. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, it would be fun, but I, I'm thinking it's probably not going to be him either. So 
Who else do we have? Oh, here's somebody that we haven't seen in quite a long time and that would definitely get a big, big pop from the crowd. What if it's Seth Rollins versus the Empress of Tomorrow? <laughs> Not a great WrestleMania record for the Empress of Tomorrow. She's 0-3, 0-2 in singles competition. She lost the Raw Women's title to Rhea Ripley at last year's event. So uh, if she does show up, uh, maybe she can turn her rec her uh, her streak around here and get a win. Uh, did I say streak? Maybe, maybe he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Maybe the Undertaker is going <laughs> to be Seth Rollins' opponent. You know, he, the, the Undertaker hasn't beaten Seth Rollins. He's beat everybody else. Maybe he'd like to uh, get in on that action. Last match was against AJ Styles, a win at WrestleMania 36. Of course, that was the Boneyard match. Uh, we're going to come back to the Undertaker later on in the show because i think there's there's a couple interesting points to make about this uh member of the 2022 hall of fame class uh, of course tyler adele was on this assignment of coming up with who might face seth rollins so naturally uh he has selected CM the Paul? person he's been selecting for the last seven years CM <laughs> who is three and four at wrestlemania losing record uh, his last Mania match was a loss to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 29. Uh, and then, of course, the one that everybody assumes, uh, John Smith's favorite wrestler, Stardust. Yeah. 1-5 at WrestleMania. So uh, if, if he does show up, that's good odds that Seth Rollins might be able to get it done. He last lost the Intercontinental title ladder match at WrestleMania 32. So... I think the table has well been set. Uh, John DeCani, I'm going to throw to you first. Tell me, who do you think uh, is going to show up? And then give me a crazy answer, too. Give me give me the right answer, and then give me a wrong answer. And then yeah, well, who's going to win? I think it's going to wind up being Cody. But I'm going to, until the very last moment, hold out hope, have my fingers and toes crossed that uh, we see a return uh, by The Fiend. I think either way, though, Seth winds up uh, counting the lights and uh, losing this stupid fourth main event on one show match. <laughs> he, uh, Yeah, that's right. There's like four main events for that for night one. Um, yes, and The Fiend is in Dallas, or at least Bray Wyatt is. I don't know, you know what the rules are there about The Fiend and, and him. Uh, John Smith, over to you. Who do you think it's going to be? Give me a wrong answer also. And then who do you think Seth is going to win? I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would put money on Cody. Obviously, I don't want that. Um, I'm th Like the, the Bray Wyatt thing, I actually had thought about that yesterday. I think that's the only other way they could go without getting booze. Because people are expecting Cody or somebody, some sort of swerve that will make them cheer even harder. So uh, I think I mean I, if I if it was me I would wait till Monday for Cody because you know you same amount of people are watching WrestleMania whether he's on it or not but I think you'll get a lot more ratings on Monday if they waited till then for Cody and I would I would have Gable Stevenson sitting in the front front row of the crowd and have him hop over as the challenger for um, for Seth but like I said I think it's Cody either I think the easiest thing to pick here is. Whoever it is is going to win. I think Seth definitely loses this match. 
Yeah, question marks for sure. Uh, James Wheeler being a straight man on me here. He's he's not going off road. He says it's going to be Cody Rhodes. Uh, Maggie May, who do you believe Seth Rollins is going to be wrestling? And then give me a wrong answer as well. And who do you think is going to win the match? Well, I think the answer is Cody Rhodes for sure. Um, I like these other ideas though. Um, and I think the, the wrong answer is, uh, the man that Seth Rollins himself put up here recently, Mr. Marco stunt. I mean, come on, that's gotta be the wrong answer, right? My other answer is going to be Dan Housen coming in and cursing uh, Seth there Rollins. Cause I think with his character, like Rollins character, anyways, it's not going to be any of them. It's going to be Cody Rhodes and Cody's going to win for sure. Okay. All right, Gary, over to you. Uh, if Gary, if if I had asked Nikki Bella this question, she might have answered Vader. But what say you? <laughs> well, I do think I agree. I, I think it'll be Cody. But my my outside bet for a little bit, maybe if he if it comes out at the start before Vince comes out and goes, no, it's not. Is Seth standing in the ring, and all we hear is "Here comes the money," and I come Shane O'Mac and was we dancing, jumping up and down. And this nice brand new white trainers and um goes to come out and then vince goes jog on yeah tube <laughs> and out comes cody to save the day and on his big white horse and comes out and saves the day so it's like yeah shane o'mac is an outside bet you, you know shane mcmahon is an interesting one because i believe if you know if i if i follow the the string of all the wrestling reporters and what they have seen the original plan was going to be shane versus seth uh, and that's why Shane was around at the Royal Rumble and everything like that. And, Shane, and Seth would have had the title at this time. And it would, you know, all that, all these things were going to align. I can see a world where, yeah, Vince brings out Shane and then Shane brings out Cody as his delegate. And it kind of gets into that whole back in 2001 when Shane, you know, tried to take over, uh, you know, bought WCW out from under him. So now he's bringing in, you know, Cody Rhodes from AEW and stuff. I could see that kind of storyline or that did say the other night it could be vince's other son hornswoggle i mean he could he could appear obviously so there you go gary there you go goldberg maybe (laughs) goldberg there you go it really could you know the smart money's on cody Rhodes, but it could be it could be anybody and we we really won't know until the moment um and then we might get psyched out two or three times so (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's move on to something that's a little bit well, different. I don't know if it's any easier. Um, I think that one was pretty easy. This this one I think might be a little bit harder. Let's talk about the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Here's the New Day. New Day are zero and two at WrestleMania. Now Kofi Kingston's two and eight. Uh, he and King Woods is zero and two as well. The last Mania match was the Raw Tag Team titles that they lost to AJ Styles and Amos last year. So the New Day, not particularly that that uh, great as a as a duo. Remember, Kofi Kingston did win the title though over Daniel Bryan. So there is, you know, there is some uh, New Day Mania going on here. Rich Holland be making his WrestleMania debut, and of course they'll have Butch in his corner. Uh, Sheamus three and six at WrestleMania, one and four in team competition. John Smith, we're going to start with you on this one. New Day, or is it going to be Sheamus and Ridge Holland? 
I think they're going to call this uh, retribution for what Holland did to Big E. So I'm going to go with the New Day on this one, especially because they've never won as a unit at WrestleMania before. Maggie, I, you know, I, was, I told you earlier today the idea was that Pete Dunne was going to be in this match. It was going to be three on three, but then Big E got hurt. So I guess two questions. First, uh, is you know, is it going to be New Day or is and here I am asking Maggie first. She's supposed to go last. <laughs> you're already midstream keep going it's fine all right so who's gonna win this match and then would it be any different if it was a six man for me it would be because i would never uh pick against pete I'm not referring <laughs> to him as the other name which is ridiculous uh but i think yeah pete on see even james wheeler knows uh and uh um but but i gotta go with a new day uh for sure uh, i think same thing as john they're gonna get the retribution all right, John DeConi. Yeah, I'm on the same uh, wavelength there. I think if it was three on three, probably uh, it uh, the guys go over because it's trying to push the young guys, and I'm sure they've got big plans for Holland and uh, Pete Dunn. I don't know what their plans are for him, but I want to see him as much as possible. But I think the fact that it is just uh, two on two, I think maybe we – Maybe we even get a little video message from Big E, you know, rooting on his brothers or something like that. And we, it's a feel-good moment in the new day. Take this two-on-two matchup. All right, Gary. Now, you know, you know, you live across the pond. And you know more about the lineages of kings and queens than any of us. And this one, we, you know, we have King Woods. But we have a former king, the Seamus, in there. So I don't know how this all kind of, you know, shakes out. But uh, can you uh, enlighten us on this? Yeah, this is where I get my uh, 100 point <laughs> perfect pair of review bonus because Seamus and Ridge Holland is. No, I, I, I generally, the reason I'm going to pick them is because there's, I was looking at, at the cards and there's going to be a couple of matches that are going to be on WrestleMania Night 3 or whatever the next pay per view is called. It's like, <laughs> that, it's good that they're going to be on that. And that's why I think that for this one, that Seamus and Ridge Holland will do something and Pete Dunn will get involved and they'll go over and then to get their revenge at the next one, then New Day will kind of win in the end. So I'm going to go Seamus and Ridge Holland to take this one. Okay. I'm going I'm going New Day. Gary, you're on an island. You're on an island with this one. Sorry to say. All right. Uh, but, but Gary, we're going to stick with you, though. Um, we, we Our next match is Drew McIntyre. He's your boy. Won the championship a couple of years ago at WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Drew McIntyre, 2-4 and four at WrestleMania, 1-4 and four in singles competition. He lost uh, the WWE title match to Bobby Lashley last year. His opponent, Happy Corbin, 2-1 and one at WrestleMania, both in singles matches. He lost to Elias two years ago. Uh, but... But Happy Corbin has a massive undefeated streak right now. So, Gary, can the uh, what is it, the Scottish Warrior put him down? This was actually one of these matches a game where I looked at and went, right, well, let's go back to WrestleMania Night 3. What's going to happen? Is this going to, what's going to go on? But I feel like I would be letting uh, myself down if it didn't go, yeah, I'm going to pick Drew. So I actually think I'm going to go Drew, and I think that this will be the the Corbin-Moss split, so to speak, and that actually 
Moss might I'm not saying end up with Drew, but he'll get kind of a rub and go with him. So there we are. I say James knows. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go Drew. I keep wanting to say you're voting with nationalistic pride, but it would kind of be more like regional, regional <laughs> pride, I guess, right? You know, so John DeCani, over to you. Yeah, I think uh, they've they've made uh, quite a bit about this undefeated since hitting the uh, the jackpot streak, if you will. And uh, if I had any doubt in my mind after Corbin ran away with uh, Angela the sword this week and gave Drew that extra motivation that he needed, I think it uh, now is one hundred percent a Drew McIntyre win. Okay, John Smith, are you going to be uh, contrarian here? Are you going to take Happy Corbin? I am. Uh, I knew you would. Honestly, because Happy Corbin and Madcap have looked like bitches the entire time. So, like, Drew has been strong in this whole feud. I know they've they've done some things to, like, piss him off. So, you know, they took the sword and this and that. But he's always looked like the strong one. Like, he's never looked like he was – you know, taking advantage of at any point. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with happy Corbin on this one with the help from Madcap. Okay. Well, I'm taking Drew McIntyre and Maggie, that brings it down to you. I am also taking Drew McIntyre. Putting John Smith on that Island again. So I'm Gary, taking Drew McIntyre. And no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For one match, Gary will be with all his friends on an Island. Another match, John Smith will be with all his friends on an Island, but. That's how we'll sort this. That's how we'll sort these points out for sure. So, okay. Next, we get into something that's a little. It's that's interesting. It could uh, definitely has WrestleMania backlash implications when we talk about Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus the Miz and Logan Paul. The Mysterios. Here's our record. Ray is four and five at WrestleMania. Uh, this will be his first. In team competition, though, he has lost his last three matches at WrestleMania. Uh, Dominic, a little bit more cleaner slate. He's not been at WrestleMania yet, so good for him. He doesn't have to uh, carry around a losing record like actually most of the people on this list except for The Undertaker. Miz and Logan Paul. This is Miz. He is 3-6. and six. See, another losing record. 2-2 two and two in team competition, though, so a little better. He has lost his last six Mania matches. All right, so somebody's streak has got to go. Either Rey Mysterio's losing streak or the Miz's, oh, Miz's losing streak. Logan Paul, like Dominic, he is making his WrestleMania debut. Let's see, whose turn is it to go first? I think John DeCani, it's your turn to go first. Okay, uh, how is Miz own six in his last six where when I feel like I vote against him on every pay-per-view and I always get it wrong? Anyway, I'm going to do it again. Uh, I think, uh, you know, they, they, they planted the seed with uh, uh, Miz kind of crapping on Cleveland and Logan Paul kind of, you know, giving him a little side eye over it. Uh, so I think that's the, uh, the the one inkling that I have that there's a chance that uh, the celebrity doesn't come away with the victory here. So give me the Mysterios. Okay, I thought this was gonna. I, I you know, I'm wondering if this is not gonna be as uh, tough to pick as I thought. When I looked at the list, I said, "Oh man, some of these are hard to pick." But on all those ones I thought were hard to pick, people are seeming to go the same way. But John Smith, are you gonna prove me wrong after I just made that statement? <laughs> yep. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't think Logan Paul signed on to come to WrestleMania and lose. I think that this is where we get the Rey Mysterio and Dominic, either the beginning of the split or the split. Like the, the real butting of the heads or Dominic turning on him. I'm not going to make a call which way it goes, but I'm going with uh, the Miz and Logan Paul on this one. I mean, traditionally, the way the Pauls are promoted uh, is that they're promoted in such a way where you want to see them get beat up. Um, and so people pay tons of money to see them get beat up, and they never get beat up. So maybe you're on to something, John. Uh, but then again, like John DeConi was saying, Logan Paul is somehow kind of like the baby face in that Cleveland segment. Gary, over to you. What do you think? This was, this was one of these ones again where I thought, I don't know, I could see either way, because it depends, as John said, how long Logan Paul's in for and what he's going to do. But I know that, and I know there's a lot of talk of it's going to end up with Logan Paul decking the Miz and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to say that Mysterio's win and that Logan Paul actually takes the pin and he loses. And then that's what sets him up in the Miz and he does hit the Miz. So Ren Dominic to take the win. You think uh, the Miz walks out on him or something like that? I don't know if the Miz will walk out on him or something will happen and the Miz will slip on a banana peel mm. and then Logan Paul ends up in the ring on his own and he loses and then he comes in and starts just giving it that. And Logan Paul goes, listen, big boy, and just decks him. So, Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Mysterios too for the same you know, the same reason I think that you guys are, are mentioning uh, John and John DeConi and Gary is a think the you know the big logan paul uh miz split here to work towards our summer slam or whatever angle to have uh the two of them in a singles match uh maggie where are you on this i also have the mysterios winning um i'm in it here just to see uh logan paul deck the miz i think that'll be fantastic all right so john smith you're gonna be watching wrestlemania alone <laughs> well, I do, I do think John's right. I do think that there's a Dominic turn coming at some point soon. Yeah. Hopefully, you think, not do, you think Dominic will turn, or you think Ray will turn? Oh, I think Dominic will turn. Is I Dominic. Don't think it's, yeah, it's, it's impossible for Ray Mysterio to go heel, right? It's it's not. Ray not hasn't moving. been a heel since WCW. Yeah, I don't think he was a heel there either, was he? With the filthy animals, right? When he had no mask. Oh yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. You yeah. Tweener, maybe. Yeah. All right. Okay, so this next match. This one is the one that people are saying or they have a lot of interest in this match because they think it could steal the show, they could steal the weekend. It could be the mo the thing most to look forward to at WrestleMania. Uh John, I'm not talking about that tag match. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about Edge and AJ Styles. So here's uh, this is a hard one to pick. Edge seven and five at WrestleMania. So now you're getting into some people with winning records at WrestleMania. That's amazing. Five and five in singles competition. So he's only five hundred. He lost to the Universal Title match to Roman Reigns last year. Remember, he was stacked. AJ Styles. He is four and two. Also a winning record. His last Mania match was a win with Amos versus the New Day to win the tag team titles. So two guys with winning records. Uh, even no matter how things end, they'll still both have winning records at the end. John Smith, I know AJ Styles is your favorite wrestler. Off to you to go first. Yeah, I'm, uh, 
this it is a tough one to pick, which is why I'm just going with who should win. Uh, Edge should be putting AJ Styles over. Edge should be putting everybody over. It should only be guys that deserve it, obviously. Shouldn't be everyone. But when it comes to a guy like AJ Styles, who we just found out has a, a new contract and everything, you know, let's let's have this catapult him towards another world title at some point if Roman ever loses it. <laughs> yeah, Roman will have all the all the titles pretty soon, as I th- I think. But that's spoiler alert. Uh, Gary, I'm having this is one of these. Get a coin out, toss it, see what side it comes up, and then pick it for me. I'm like, again, I'm gonna take a go out on a limb and say this is gonna be one of the ones that's gonna build again towards the WrestleMania backlash, whatever it is. So I'm gonna go Edge to take this one and then kind of build to the rematch and then AJ moving in towards SummerSlam, going up the card and stuff. So, okay. John DeConi, you got any bright ideas on this one? Any any way to explain it so that uh, it becomes more definitive? Uh, no, because this this was my single hardest one on the card to call. Uh, I like what John Smith said about the fact that AJ should be going over here. And if you told me this was a one-off, I would pick AJ. But I think it's going to be a fantastic match, which means I think I and a lot of people are going to be hoping that we see it again, in which case I think AJ wins the feud. But since he just made the heel turn, I think Edge gets the win here and uh, we progress the story along and we see this at least one more time, if not two more times. As I look up and down my list of picks, the thing that sticks out to me uh, is that I pick almost exclusively the good guys for this show, it seems like. Uh, So with this one, which I'm so undecided about, I'm going to pick the heel because I don't think think that anybody gets upset if Edge gets the win here. So I'm picking Edge in this match. Maggie, how about you? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going with Edge as well. Uh, This is a really tough one uh, for sure. But I think... I think you're right. Um, I think they've built they've built Edge up with all these promos and the changes and stuff like that. And I think this isn't a one-off. I, I think it's going to be we're going to see more of this. So I'm going Edge. Look at James Wheeler. He has the luxury of not being on the show and not having to take a stand. So he just says, <laughs> I can't He's going for a double kind of. Yeah, that's right. Double pin. Double pin. Yeah. So John Smith once again. By yourself on this, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm gonna be if I'm if I go perfect, I might end up right on your heels, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. This is, see, I just want to leave the door open enough, John, that you've got some hope. You know. <laughs> yeah, this this is the situation where it, so either John Smith's gonna be very embarrassed or he's gonna be holding his title high after this. After this, it sounds. Like oh, could you imagine? I would never. You would never hear the end of it if I ended up somehow <laughs> going perfect this weekend. <laughs> well we will see we will see now let's talk about celebrities we already talked about logan paul a bit but let's talk about celebrities and how they fare at wrestlemania eight and two at wrestlemania here are the people that won mr t has a win lawrence taylor has a win Aki bono has a win butterbean with a win floyd mayweather with a win maria menounos snooki Snooky, you guys are from Jersey. Is Snooky really a celebrity? 
Bad Bunny. Staten Island, all right? She's not even from Jersey. (laughs) Bad Bunny has a win. Losses go to Shaquille O'Neal and all of the NFL players at WrestleMania 2. So there's your 8 and 2. And, of course, we're talking about all of this because we've got Johnny Knoxville making his WrestleMania debut against the one in three Sami Zayn. One and two in singles competition, so not really any better. He lost his last match to Kevin Owens just last year. Uh, uh, John Smith, you're up first. I, I no, think I, I think I'm going to be on the same page as you guys on this one. I don't. I'm not picking Johnny Knoxville here. I'm, I'm going with Sammy. There's no reason for Johnny Knoxville to win this. I mean, there's no reason for Sammy Zayn to lose this. That would just make him look really bad. So, I got to go with Sammy here. Okay, I don't know how the rest of this is going to go, John, but I'm definitely picking Johnny Knoxville to win this. <laughs> Sure, this is where this Ryan is loses it all. A comedy <laughs> segment, and I think, I think that there's going to be like a serious moment before whatever this match goes on, and then this will be like the comedy moment to like, you know, make us all laugh and and be happy afterwards. So I think Knoxville is going to do some crazy stuff and going to win the match. Uh, I could be wrong. It could be a really serious match, and Knoxville jumps off the stage and dies. Um, that could happen. <laughs> uh, Gary. Yeah, I'm I'm going Johnny Knoxville. I I think that Sami Zayn can, can afford the loss because he can he he can lose any time and he'd be okay. But I think to get actually that the thinking will be give Johnny Knoxville the win, allow him to still I'm not saying they'll build for a second match, but allow him to go about giving it I beat Sami Zayn on his t shirt or whatever, kinda giving it all that, which gives Sami Zayn a rub in another different sort of sphere. Builds him up, so I'm gonna say Knoxville. So. Con- continues to build the conspiracy, right, John DeConi? Or wrong? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so glad that they got the Intercontinental Title off of Sammy, so I didn't have to watch this entire match with my heart in my throat. You know, uh-huh. worried that they were going to crap on one of my favorite, ti- probably my favorite title of all. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, the anything go stipulation allows Knoxville to bring in any of his friends that he wants so that we can, like you said, this is going to be a comedic palate cleanser of a match. And I think this is where the uh, the celebrity goes over. So give me Johnny Knoxville on this one. Celebrities nine and two after this, Maggie, or eight and three? This one's tough. Uh, no, I got Sami Zayn. I'm with John Smith on this. I, I don't think there's any reason for Johnny Knoxville to win this match. I mean, Gary, I appreciate your uh your your ideas there, but I don't know. I I feel like he may bring in some friends and what we'll, and they'll fuck him up. Oop. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, sorry, delay. Uh but I think that that's like for someone who's ever watched the stuff that they do. That's the whole thing. They all gang up on each other and go after each other. So, I think that's the thing. The ideas and opinions of Maggie Mayjoy are not <laughs> Shared Sorry. by the rest of the Eastern River. <laughs> R-rated. Sorry. And we wonder why she's only on once a year. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> oh man, it, you know it's the lady of the group with the potty mouth. You know? well, <laughs> represent. Oh man. All right, John Smith, you're on an island with my wife, I guess. I don't... <laughs> 
Finally. <laughs> All right. We go from Johnny Knoxville, who is is in the celebrity realm, to a match where maybe you consider Pat McAfee a celebrity. He's like half WWE personality and half, you know, everything else. He's definitely bigger than his WWE contract. Making his WrestleMania debut against Austin Theory, who is not making his WrestleMania debut. He actually did have a WrestleMania match a couple of years ago. There was nobody there to see it. Um, but he teamed with Angel Garza in a loss to the Street Profits. 0-1. First time in singles competition, but he's got the backing. He's got the backing of Mr. McMahon. So uh, let's see. Gary, why don't you lead us off? What do you think? Is this a Pat McAfee or is the boss going to get his way with this one? Again, this was actually hard for me to pick for di for different reasons. And Vince McMahon being the, the wild card in it that, that made me unsure. And I know he's veered into the Seth Rollins storyline as well. But No, veer is April 4th. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different... But I'm going to go Pat McAfee. I think that, that McAfee can take it. It still allows... Awesome theory to be moaning, growing, and I think they may build towards again another match. They do need some matches for this pay per view after it, but I'm going to say Pat McAfee, and then he can dance on the table to Shinsuke Nakamura's music at some point as well. So, uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, John DeConnie, do you know is this night one or night two? Uh, this one is night two, according to my notes. Okay. So Pat will be on commentary probably for all of night one, yeah. not on night two. Uh, John DeConnie, who do you got winning this thing? This the other one for me that was almost impossible to pick because uh, you know, we, we saw McAfee uh, wrestle down at NXT, and I think most of us were blown away with just how good he was in his first ever match. And then in the end, he did not get the win, which is probably correct. And that's probably the same thing that should happen here. But I'm totally confused by the fact that I watched that entire 90 minutes of Vince sitting with McAfee and talking. And, you know, they were very, uh, you know, it was a very easy back and forth. There didn't seem to be any axe to grind or whatever. And he offers him this match, this dream match, which makes me think McAfee's going to get his win now that he didn't get an NXT. And then Theory comes out the next week and says, ha-ha, Mr. McMahon's got it out for you. That's why he put you up against me, and I'm going to beat you here. And I, I, there's like, there's no story there. I don't understand why this is happening exactly this way. So I think it would be a bad look for this future star, this blue chipper, to lose to an announcer. So I'm going to go with Theory, but I have absolutely no confidence in this pick. All right, so... Gary picked McAfee. John DeConnie picked Theory. John Smith, you are not going to be on an island no matter who you pick, unless you say no contest, which is viable. I was going to say it if you didn't, if you didn't uh, take the wind out of my sails, but no, I'm not <laughs> actually going with that. Um, those are both very good points, but I think this is going to get run back at the next pay-per-view. This is going to be one of those where Pat McAfee this might end up with a raw roll-up. It'll be a, a WrestleMania roll-up. And uh, then, then Vince will be very upset with Austin Theory. And if he doesn't beat Pat at the next pay-per-view, you're fire. 
I'm with you, John Smith. I think that's where that's where the money segment is. If the money the money is behind Mr. McMahon's interactions with Austin Theory. So I'm thinking, give us a reason to have McMahon belittle Austin Theory because that's that's what this is about. So I so I'm gonna pick Pat McAfee as well. Maggie. Yeah, I've got McAfee for the same reasons that you and John Smith just said. So John DeCani, enjoy your island on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has an island. Everybody's got an island for this one. Okay, next match. John, I think you said something about uh, John DeCani. You said something something about mcafee and theory something impossible in there well i was going to use that as a segue anyway the thing that's been impossible is knocking amos off his feet or beating him he's one and all at wrestlemania he's pretty much undefeated in singles competition this will be his first singles match at wrestlemania uh last year won the tag titles he's going up against bobby lashley who is two and three all in singles matches at WrestleMania. Last year, he beat Drew McIntyre in the opener. The rain had just barely stopped before Lashley had to walk out and defend uh, yeah, defend the title, and he won. So, uh, John Smith, we're back to going, leading off with you. And I don't know, maybe this is an easy pick for you, but for me, this is not an easy pick. I think it's a... I think it's pretty easy just because I think it's time for Bobby Lashley to return the favor for what he's been given the past year. What he's earned, don't get me wrong, but, like, you know, a lot of guys laid down for him over the past year and a half, and I think now it's his turn to make the next guy, and Omos, I think, is going to go out there. And I think we're going to have a really good match. I think Omos is going to surprise us with how much he can actually go and not just be a – hulking big man who barely moves so i'm going with omas but it'll in a nice long match possible turn by mvp oh yeah that's a good point because he did not come out with lashley when uh when lashley accepted the challenge uh gary what are your thoughts on this i mean amos all these all these wins he's got big record you know there's something to be gained by being the one who beats him does is lashley the guy that gets that credential that is that is Lashley the guy who needs that? No. <laughs> no, I <laughs> next question. No. I no, again, I it, this is actually one I went back and forth on because you kind of go, right, Bobby Lashley's been built up and he's been the man and only he got injured and all this sort of stuff. And then I, I do think he's coming back too soon. But, but maybe he's not, he would know better than anybody, I suppose. But Again, as John said, I do think it's one of these times of just to make somebody they need something by bringing Bobby Lashley back, who's been so big for a year, to then have almost beat him. And as John said, if they, if it's a good match for everybody to go, oh flip, he maybe could do something. And so I think Omos is going to go over. Okay, so we got one vote for Lashley, one vote for Omos, John DeCani. No, we both went with Omos. Uh, oh, you went with the Moss too? I thought you picked Lashley, John Smith, because you were saying uh, that Lashley wasn't going to get done dirty again. You picked a Moss? No, I picked Omos because I think it's time for Lashley to put over the next guy. Yeah. Every, so I heard your entire explanation, and I was applying that to Omos. 
that Amos has been <laughs> beating too. everybody for the last year, and it's time for him to put somebody over. Yeah, but Amos has been having scrubs lay down for him. Bobby Lashley was beating main eventers, you know. Apollo Cruz is a former United States champion, and he beat Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz at the same time. And you call him a scrub. <laughs> Where's he on the card? <laughs> Right next to the Intercontinental Champion Ricochet. John <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I am also. I, I'm in the same boat with uh, John Smith and Gary. I think that uh, Omas continues to show his uh, his dominance here. I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be quick. I don't think he's going to mop the floor with him like uh, he's done with most of his opponents. But uh, I think this, you know, he's got to win as a. Uh, a tag team competitor last year. I think now he gets his first win as a singles competitor at WrestleMania and uh, his streak, if you will, continues. So give me Omos in this one. Yep. And I agree too. I think Omos wins this match. Uh, save Omos's loss for an NXT call up or Gable Stevenson or some, something like that so that you can hurry up and establish somebody uh, who, somebody who, had been undefeated and beat Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. And then this new person comes in and we immediately establish them because he beat a Moss. Maggie's. I'm on the island. I'm going to two Pete for WrestleMania for Bobby Lashley. Okay. All right. I'll send you a book or something. So you're not totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's that one that you're bringing with you to listen to on that island, Maggie? What's the what? what? What's that one CD that you're bringing with to listen to on the island? Taking Back Sunday, tell all your friends. For sure. Oh, right off the tip of her tongue. How about that? Okay. <laughs> it's time to talk about our first title match. We we have talked about everything so far has been non-title. So now, now here's the points. 25 points for all non-title matches. So here we go. We're going to kick things off with... The women's tag team titles. They're one and two at WrestleMania. There's been uh, one title defense, I guess. Last successful defense was last year. Jackson Baszler defeated Natalia and Tamina to retain the titles. Uh, speaking of Shayna Baszler, she's up on team number one. Uh, Shayna Baszler, one and one at WrestleMania, one and one in championship matches, 0 oh and one as a challenger. Natalia. Not so great. One in five at WrestleMania. She's 0 and 4 in all of her championship mass matches. So uh, the boat not doing too well at WrestleMania. <coughs> Speaking of not doing so well at WrestleMania, here's the statistic that might surprise you all Sasha Banks 0 and 5 at WrestleMania. Wow. Zero wins, five losses, all championship matches. She's lost uh, 0 and 3 as a challenger. Naomi, she's at least got a W. She's on the board. One and three, one and two in championship matches. And then Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Rhea's one and one, all championship matches. She's one and oh as the challenger, which she is in this match. Liv Morgan's 0 and one. This will be her first championship match. And then Gary, back to Kings and Queens. Queen Zelina making her WrestleMania debut. These are the defending champions. Carmella, 0-2 at WrestleMania, 0-1 in championship matches. This will be her first one where she goes in as a champion. Okay, the table is set. I don't remember whose turn it is to go first, so I'll go with John Smith. 
Oh, you went first with a moss. Never mind. John DeConi, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, I can see this going two of the four ways. Uh, I, I like that they just threw Rhea and Liv together. I like them as a team, but I think I'm going to go with Sasha and Naomi. Get Sasha off the schneid. Okay. John Smith. Um... Yeah, they kind of crapped on Naomi for a while with the whole Sonya Deville thing. And Sasha Banks kind of is like, you know, why is she even part of this? I think it's so she could win these belts with Naomi. So I'm going to go with those two. Gary. I'm with James Wheeler. Um, my, I, I, part of me goes, yeah, the easy choice to me would have been Sasha and Naomi. Would, but. I'm, I can never see Pat. Rhea Ripley's one of these ones that I'll always pick near enough in every match until the day I die. So I'm going to go Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan to take it. So. That's because she's a former NXT UK Women's Champion. Yeah. Maybe maybe Liv Morgan will be injured and then do you know who could step as her tag partner? I, I, I do, but you need to say it. Big Jenny. Jenny's just in there. <laughs> Jenny's there. I, just somehow. She'll get her in. But no, Ray and Liv Morgan. So I'm on the uh, I'm on the Sasha and Naomi wagon. Um, I don't love that Sasha Banks is sitting out there with that record. I think that needs to be rectified. She needs a WrestleMania moment, so to speak. Um, I don't know if this would qualify as the, the biggest of moments, but I think that she needs to uh, be standing tall at the end. Maggie. Yeah, I got Naomi and Sasha Banks as well. It's Okay. Only, so I'm going with my heart on this one, too. I think we put Gary on an island. I'm already on <laughs> one, so, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll pass my CD as I leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a busy island. All right. Time to talk about uh, from the women's tag titles to the Raw tag team titles. Raw tag team titles have been defended eight times. Five, uh, well, I guess it's five title defenses. They're five and three at WrestleMania. The last successful defense was the Street Profits for Garza and Theory to retain at WrestleMania 36. Last year, Styles and Amos defeated the New Day to win the titles. RK Bro, the defending champions. It's their second reign as champion, defeating Alpha Academy uh, earlier this month. Randy Orton, seven. this will be his 18th WrestleMania. He is seven and ten. Two and four in championship matches, one and two as the champion. Riddle, this is WrestleMania number two for him. He's 0-1, so 0-1 is championship matches. The Street Profits, this is their second WrestleMania. They are currently undefeated. They are chasing The Undertaker. 1-0 in championship matches, first as the challenger. They defeated Garza and Theory at WrestleMania 36. Didn't make the card last year, I guess. And then Alpha Academy making their WrestleMania debut. Chad Gable making his WrestleMania debut. Otis is 1-0. This will be his first championship uh, match, though. They're going for their second reign as Raw Tag Team Champions. John, uh, Gary Maheffy, who do you got in this one? I went back and forward on this. I went back and forward between... Street Profits and RK Bro, to be honest about it, for different reasons. And I know 
and I'm not gonna like obviously I've talked before with this WrestleMania backlash, whatever it's called, coming up. But I think for one or two times during the both nights there'll be a time when the crowd gets a chance to pop. And I think it'll be RK Bro winning and then the, the entire crowd just giving it the old bro 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 as they and having that. So I'm gonna say RK Bro would take it. I agree with Gary and I think I'm going to, I'm going to one up you. I'm going to say there's going to be a big firework in the shape of a sandal <laughs> or maybe that uh, horse thing with the hat or whatever. John Smith. Uh, this one's really tough because I think Gable and Otis deserve to win this one with all the, the good work they've been doing lately. But I, I do feel like this is, one of those WrestleMania moments for the crowd. It's all going to go with RK Bro also. Okay. John DeCani. Yeah, I'm thinking along the same lines as John Smith that uh, I really, really enjoyed the Alpha Academy as champions. And uh, part of me feels like they just took the belts off of them so that Randy can, uh, you know, the statistic that has been bouncing around the internet that I've seen a couple times this week. He'll be the first man ever to walk the aisle as WWE champion, world heavyweight champion, U.S. champion, intercontinental champion, and now tag team champion. And part of me says uh, the Street Profits, they just kind of had a mini little heel turn. So yeah. maybe that's to put the belts on them. But then I, I keep coming back around to the, you know, this is just a crowd pleaser moment. Let, uh, RK bro walk in and walk out as titles. I say they retain as champions. I say they retain their titles. Megan, the funny thing is as soon as uh, Orton and Riddle got put together like over a year ago, everybody just was like, well, it's only, they're only together to split. And then the, every, for the first four months, every time we had to pick a match, it's like, oh, this is where the split's going to happen. This is where the split's going to happen. Um, it's funny that the four of us have picked and none of us have said, this is where the split's going to happen, but what say you? <sighs> I hate this match. I want the the Street Profits to win, um, but uh, I was one of those people those first four months where I was kept betting against RK Bro, and it kept biting me in the bottom. So uh, I am going to yeah. go with <laughs> RK Bro here as well. I All do right, not well. think this is yet where the split happens. We are either going to get this one correct as a team or we are going down as a team. We've all got RK bro. Even James Wheeler has RK bro. So either this one's easy to call or we were all wrong. It's probably going to be the opening match too. Could be. Could be. Well, there goes my idea with the sandal though. It'll be daytime. You know, the fireworks <laughs> won't work so well. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. About those tag titles, let's move over to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Two and one in title defenses. Uh, last successful defense was John Morrison, and uh, he defeated Kofi Kingston and Jimmy Uso. If you remember, that was like a ladder match, and it was only one person from each team was represented in the ladder match two years ago during uh, the COVID mania. Last year, the Dirty Dogs did not defend the titles on the mania card. So... Our tag team champions, Jimmy and Jay Uso, this is their fifth reign as tag team champions. They won the titles from the Mysterios back in July at Money in the Bank. So quite a long run as champions. They are one and one at WrestleMania. 
longest tenured employees to only be on two WrestleManias. Uh, one and one in championship matches. Last Mania match, they won a fatal four-way to retain the titles at WrestleMania 35. Wow. So that's the last time they competed together as a team was WrestleMania 35. Nakamura and Boogs. Nakamura 0-2 at WrestleMania. All those were championship matches. He's never won at WrestleMania. They are seeking their first reign as SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Rick Boogs making his debut. All right. John DeCani, I'm going to go to you first. Who do you like in this one? It's insane now. We've, we've gone over these two matches, and the two teams that were just named the two greatest tag teams in the history of the WWE, they've, all, they've both been around for you know, 10 years or whatever, the New Day and the Usos, and they've both only appeared on two WrestleMania cards. Uh, I, I think this is, uh, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I think the Bloodline has a good night overall. I'm going to go with the Usos retaining here. Okay. John Smith. Uh, the Usos should win. And we got, yeah. Yeah, I don't see any way that they don't win. Yeah, I'm going with the Usos. Okay. Gary. This is this is night one, if I'm right, isn't it? It's got to be when yes. McAfee's on commentary. Yeah. So Stop. that's why I, what I think, you know, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say, Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura win, and as as Pat McAfee's dancing on the table, Theory comes in, smacks him, and goes, "I'll see you tomorrow night, big boy." And then he goes. So I'm gonna the build another match out of this match. So I'm gonna say Freddie Mercury's love child will take the win, and Rick Boogs will Rick Boogs will, will take the win. So Boogs and Nakamura. Yeah, I'm with Gary. I got Boogs and Nakamura here. I think that I think they're going to walk out with the uh, with the tag titles. As I said before, I looking up and down my card, it's like I've got mostly the good guys winning, and this is one of those moments where I think uh, a lot of effort behind pushing Rick Boogs, and I think they're going to push him right into a WrestleMania moment. Maggie, it's the bloodline. Yeah, <laughs> well, I agree. I agree that uh, Shin, uh, Shinsuke and, and Rick Boogs is going to win. I think. The bloodline is still going to have a good night. I mean, you've got Naomi winning the belt, and you've got Roman. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. So I think it's still a decent night. Let me, for the let me put that down. <laughs> <laughs> John Smith, you were going to say something? Oh, yeah. Sorry, John. No, I wasn't. I was just saying that it's different because it's the bloodline. That's all. I, yeah. yeah, that's fair. It is. This is a tough one. I, this is one of the harder ones for me. If if the if the issues win, is it not technically the blood alcohol line? Thank you very much. I'll see myself. <laughs> Sorry. 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 No, that's that's uh that's fair. That is fair. All right. It has been years. So many years. It has been 19 years since we have seen. Stone Cold Steve Austin. There were 19 WrestleManias. Steve Austin wrestled his last match. There's going to be 19 more, and we're now getting Steve Austin back. He's 5-2 and two at WrestleMania. All of that was singles competition. The last match was against The Rock at WrestleMania 19, and he lost. Now, he is going to be on the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens, 3-2 and two at WrestleMania, or 4-2 and two by my records, Four and one in singles competition. Last match he won was against Sami Zayn at WrestleMania 37 last year. 
Uh, so this is interesting. As we go around, and I'm going to start with John Smith. You were the one who said you were most interested, one of the people that were most interested in seeing Steve Austin. Uh, I need like three things. What do you think is going to happen to Kevin Owens' show? Is it going to turn into a match? And if it turns into a match, who's going to win? Stone Cold comes out roses out, coming out of this no matter what. I don't th- I don't know if they'll have an, an actual match. I don't I, I don't know if that's the right way to go. I I would like it um you know we're going to see a stunner from each of them. You know, we're going to see them we're, it's just going to be an awesome back and forth. Kevin Owens is the best promo in the business right now. And you know, Stone Cold can I'm sure still go with, on the mic. So I'm not worried about what he can do in the ring. He'll he has enough respect for the business where he'll do it the right way. So it's just you know it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a five star segment and I and just from like who's involved then it can only be better from there. It's potentially closing the show. Uh, so let me ask you this: whose music's playing, Owens or Austin? When. This closes the show. Whose music is playing at the end? Oh, Austin, of course. Okay. Okay. Gary, on to you. What's going on? If it's a match, who wins? Etc. Yeah. I'm the same. This is this is the match where I hope I manage to stay awake this side until the very end. Because if it goes on last, if I fall asleep and miss it, I'll think I'll just cry. Um I I think that something will happen. I think they'll get physical and there'll be a good bit of back and forth, I think, in the ring as well as on the mic. But ultimately, it's going to be Steve Austin stunning him and having a beer bash as it goes off the air as he's stunning him about 36 times before he like, before he covers him in 14 liters of beer. So, John McConney, is there any chance that they just you know talk out their differences and shake hands like friends? Yeah, naturally. I mean, why wouldn't they? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, there's actually a, um, uh, he, there's a gentleman who is in the originals pool with uh, all of us and uh, and Maggie that uh, uh, my buddy Joey, who is a bookie, and I just saw him today and he, he asked me, what the hell is going on with Stone Cold Steve Austin? There's actually a prop bet that Vegas is taking money on as to who delivers the first stunner in this segment. <laughs> if, you know, will, will there be two? Who will get the first one? Who will, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure it will be an absolutely entertaining segment uh, because, like uh, John Smith said, Kevin Owens is, you know, almost bulletproof when it comes to putting a mic in his hand. And we all know what Stone Cold Steve Austin can do. Uh, I hope that it does not lead to a match on the second night because I – yeah, that match with Rock was just so perfect 19 years ago. That's the way I want to remember him forever. But if there is, I'm sure it won't be a fumbling disaster, and Stone Cold will absolutely win it. So my thought here is that if this is the main event segment, obviously Austin is going to have this big moment. If it's not the main event segment, I could see a reality where Kevin Owens kind of gets the better of Steve and it leads to a match later that they can sell a lot of tickets for. 
They got a lot of tickets off of Austin appearance this time, but imagine if they actually announced a match and they had to sell out SummerSlam Stadium or whatever like that. If they actually announce a match, it's going to be all over again. They're going to sell 70,000 tickets, I think. Uh, so those, I guess, are my conditions, but if I have to just pick right now, I say Steve Austin's music's playing at the end. Maggie? Yeah, I'm going Steve Austin as well. I don't, I don't see. Sorry, KO, but I don't see it happening for him. We all love KO. Thank you, oh, yeah. KO, for doing this, I guess, to start. <laughs> all right. Time for the last three matches, the big three title matches. Kicking things off with the Raw Women's Championship. Now, here's the stats on the Raw Women's Championship. Two out of, for three at WrestleMania. Last time it was defended, Becky Lynch defeated. Last time it was successfully defended, Becky Lynch defeated Shayna Baszler. That was at WrestleMania 36. Last year, Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka to win. Remember Asuka? Remember her? She was good. Yeah, remember Bailey? I remember her too, yeah. Weird. So the defending champion is Becky Lynch, and it is her second reign as the Raw Women's Champion. She's 2-2 two and two at WrestleMania. 1-0 as the champion. Last match was against Shayna Baszler, and she retained. That was WrestleMania 36. Her challenger is Bianca Belair, who is chasing The Undertaker. 1-0 at WrestleMania. 1-0 in championship matches. 1-0 as the challenger. She defeated Sasha Banks. She put the 5 in Sasha's 0-5. Can she deliver a losing record to Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch is two and two now. If Beck, if Bianca wins this, John DeConi, she will give Becky Lynch the man a losing record. What do you think? Well, I think they're they're really missing an opportunity here after what happened uh, this past weekend at the Oscars, and then after what happened on Monday night. How is this not a hair versus hair match? <laughs> Uh, in which case, I might actually take Becky because I think Bianca would not look terrible bald. Uh, but that being said, a straight-up match between these two, I think Bianca takes the title away from the man or big-time Bex, I guess that's just now. Give me Bianca, new champ. I personally think the reason it's not hair versus hair is because Bianca's is not real. So, like, this, like I think <laughs> that would be kind of weird. <laughs> like... Less it, traumatizing. Kind of <laughs> well, there's a difference between cutting it at the shoulder and, and shaving it at the scalp. Yes, that fair enough. You are correct. You are correct. And John Smith, what say you about the subject here, Bianca or Becky? I'm I'm going with Becky here. I think that Becky's going to solidify herself as like the the number one. Um, I think that Bianca has been treated with kid gloves for far too long and been handed a lot of things. So. It's time for her to to lay down on the big stage, and I know that she kind of got screwed at SummerSlam, but ever since that day, she's just been, you know, pushed to the moon again. So I think it's time to knock her down a peg. I got Becky. You know, I think Becky needs the win to be in God mode, like Roman. Um, but I do feel like Bianca uh, is going to get her due. I'm picking Bianca for that SummerSlam revenge. Um, 
we're actually this is that this is like this is really match one. That one was kind of a spectacle. Um, so I'm picking Bianca here. Gary, what do you say? I'm picking Bianca as well. I don't understand the whole let's cut a bit out of Becky's hair. I don't understand what the point that was. Unless Becky literally was intending to get a new haircut that was like, yeah, just do it. But I don't I didn't get that at all because it made Bianca look just really random. But I'm still gonna go with B squared. I think she's gonna take it and uh Bianca's gonna go over and get her moment. So you know, I'm 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 not quite as confident in my Bianca pick. I mean, that's who I'm going with. But the fact that she stood tall at, at the end of Raw made me feel a little bit I want I was backpedaling a little bit, Maggie, because I thought, you know, Becky would stand tall and Bianca would get the revenge, you know, the recency bias type of, you know, everybody would remember Becky standing tall on Raw and then Bianca getting the revenge. It's not the way it went down, so I don't so I don't know. But what say you on the pick here? Well, the great thing about WWE is that the way they book typically doesn't ever, you know, make yeah. a lot of sense. So you can, you know, it can go either way. Uh, no, I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, I'm going with Bianca here. Um, I think that what I'm most excited about the fallout of this match is the promos from Becky and the meltdowns in the segment. I think they can do a lot there. So uh, I'm going with the EST for WrestleMania. That's a good point. Be Becky was showing a lot of range with her, like, meltdown after the show last week. So, all right, SmackDown Women's Championship. Now things are getting interesting because we're talking about Royal Rumble winners and such. So the SmackDown Women's Champion is two and three at WrestleMania with two title defenses. Bailey won her a fatal five-way to retain the title at WrestleMania 36. Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks to win the title last year. The Women's Royal Rumble Ronda Rousey won the Rumble this year, and Royal Rumble winners on the women's side are 3-1 and one at WrestleMania with three titles won last year, of course, Bianca winning over Sasha Banks. The last three Rumble winners all won the championship at WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey is 1-1 one one at WrestleMania, 0-1 in singles competition, 0-1 in championship matches, her last Mania match was a loss. She lost the Raw title to Becky Lynch in a three-way match. I'm missing my Charlotte Flair graphic, but I will get that right now. So stand by. <clears throat> Dare you disrespect the queen like that. Charlotte Flair, three and two at WrestleMania, all in singles competition, three and two in championship matches, one and one as the champion. Her last Mania match was a win over Rhea Ripley to win the NXT Championship at WrestleMania 36. Sixth reign as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, and I'll start with Gary. Charlotte almost needs to lose this, right, so that she can up the up the number, right? Yeah, I mean, I have some quite unpopular opinions of stuff. Like, I think Sasha Banks is incredibly overrated is my own personal opinion that she's good but i don't think she's great that's my own choice and i think that in the last several months charlotte flair has just come across like an absolute yeah um but <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 not do a maggie may and, and throw <laughs> it in the, just gonna say <laughs> join me on the island Gary. join me <laughs> um, but yeah i 
I'm, I'm not a massive fan for, for a few reasons, but I do think that they haven't brought Ronda back to kind of just lose um, because I don't see any benefit in that. I think that Ronda winning the title brings more eyes on the product. So I think it should be a good match as long as Charlotte decide. They might try and play the old, oh, she's not taking, she's, she's going off the script. I hope they don't. I hope they just have a match, in, but I think Ronda will go over so. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Gary. It's been, I don't know, the last six months or so, Charlotte has just been kind of weird. You know, the 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 promos are weird. They had the big fight with Becky Lynch backstage and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like you said, Ronda's in, got some attention. I'm going Ronda Rousey, John DeCami. I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, if, if you're eventually going to build Charlotte up to uh, surpass dear old dad's uh, title number, you got to get it offered to put it back on her. And uh, Ronda Rousey brings a lot of eyeballs to the television. So this is a good spot to do it in. So give me a, a new champ here for the SmackDown Women's Division. Okay. John Smith. I don't know why we're even seeing this match in the first place because Ronda should have picked Becky. Or what I think is they should have had a three way rematch of what happened two years ago or what, three years ago. I forget at this point. Um, so I think I think Ronda takes out Charlotte no problem. Um, I just wish that we were seeing a different match because, you know, Becky versus Ronda was what we were looking for, the rematch of that. What, when are we going to see that? And now that and, – and then if they're both champs, then what happens from there, you know, because they're not going to unify those titles too. Well, they did. They did hit 35, right? Um, but you're right. That made no logical sense that Ronda would not pick Becky, right? That was the feud. That's Ronda left WWE angry and because of the Becky thing. So you're right. It makes no sense that she would have picked Charlotte, but she did. And uh, we'll probably see Ronda versus Becky next year, I would wager. But Maggie, Ronda and Charlotte. I got Ronda. I think it's all around. Doesn't yep. there's there's not a not a chance that Charlotte walks out there with the with the belt still. There you go. All right. Well, we've talked about all the matches except for the main event, the hundred pointer. <laughs> Tons of points on the line. Why not just give it the ten the ten extra points for interpromotional? Like it's already a hundred. <laughs> Come on, Al. Right, and then one hundred and ten, and then one hundred and ten points for a perfect pay per view. Right? Yeah, sure. you know, what's the difference? What's ten more points? Uh, all right. Well, here it is: the Universal Champion is two and three at WrestleMania. Last successful defense was last year. Roman Reigns, he defeated Edge. He defeated Daniel Bryan. He stacked him up, took the pin. The WWE champion is 14 and 23 at WrestleMania. Look at that losing record. Who would have thought it was so bad? Champion lost seven of the last nine matches. Man, the last wow. successful defense, though, was last year. Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre. The Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar won this year's Royal Rumble. That's how he got this match with uh, Roman Reigns. 16 titles won. They're 16 and 11. Last year, though, Edge lost to Roman Reigns. Now, back <coughs> to the Undertaker. The greatest wrestler, uh, greatest WrestleMania record that will ever be. 25 and 2. Who are the two? 
Well, it's the two guys in this match. It's Roman Reigns and it's Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is six and two at WrestleMania, four and two in singles competition, two and two in championship matches, one and oh as champion, one and two as challenger. Last year, of course, we mentioned already twice, three times, he defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan, stacked him up to retain his championship. Brock Lesnar, five and five, fifty percent record. He won the, this title from Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber. He's seeking his fourth Universal Championship. He's one and three as the champion, two and zero oh as the challenger, three and three overall in championship matches. His last Mania match was a loss to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 36. So we've got Roman, we've got Brock. Do we also have Daniel Bryan? Because it's WrestleMania and we need a wedge, right? You know, we need that wedge spot. Well, if it is Daniel Bryan, he's five and four at WrestleMania, three and four in singles competition, three and four in championship <laughs> matches. Last time he was stacked by Roman Reigns at last year's WrestleMania. So, John DeCani, we're going to go and we're going to kick it off with you. Who do you got in this big universal WWE championship match? Is it Roman? Is it Brock? Is it Daniel Bryan? Uh, who do you got? Cody Rhodes. No, I'm sorry. Wait. Um, uh, yeah, I've got, I mean, I've, I've got Roman here, and part of me says it's Roman. It's Roman, not in a walk. It's not like he, it's going to be a squash match, but you know, Roman's he's on this incredible run. He's in Godel mode. Uh, he's you know he's looking for retribution for the crimson mask that he wore at WrestleMania 34 against Brock. All these reasons. And then on the other side, you've got Brock F and Lesnar. So it's never an easy pick, but I'm not sure how he gets it done, but I think Roman finds a way to get it done and he retains, he unifies, he continues to be the head of the table, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Gary. I don't John, know. John set it up for you. You know, is, is Roman going to walk all over another challenger or is – it's the most stupendous match in all of WrestleMania history. What do you got? I literally, I, I couldn't pick both. And in my head, I was thinking, right, if, if night one finishes with Steve Austin on top, night two's not going to finish with Brock. And I was having this thought. But if, as we all think, they're going to unify the titles and then take them apart again very shortly, if they do that, then I, I don't think they would do that with a Roman as a champ. So I'm going to go Brock Lesnar uh, to win the titles. Look at you. And go for my my perfect pay-per-view. Okay. But Brock Lesnar, if he wins both titles, he's just going to take them up and put them in his trophy case in Canada, and then we're going to be just wondering where they are for the next six, eight months. (laughs) Cowboy Brock. We're going to lose two belts. We unify them. We lose them both. If Roman wins, (laughs) we only lose one, John Smith. (laughs) Hey, give Brock some credit. He's been around a lot lately. He's been on right. two shows a week sometimes. You yes. know, it's almost like they did that so you would hate him more. <laughs> yeah, they also didn't want to pay him. <laughs> True. Um, the, when you look at Roman's record at WrestleMania, the the two L's are both to Brock Lesnar. So I don't see how they how he doesn't avenge that. And and get the make it one and two against Brock, and then uh, you know the fact that it's for two titles kind of makes it like worth two wins. So then they're you know he could say they're even 
because he took two titles home in one in one match. So yeah, I'm going with Roman on this one. I, I think it's only worth two wins in pro wrestling pick them for points. <laughs> 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 but I get, get your point. And I'm and I'm with both the Johns. I, I'm going Roman here. I think you, you know John set that up nice. He lost two matches to Brock Lesnar. Roman's in God mode. He's the investment. Brock Lesnar is a short-term investment. Roman Reigns is a long-term investment. They need to keep putting more and more steam behind him. Um, and eventually, eventually they need to find somebody else to be the guy who knocks off Roman Reigns. Somebody else that gets that rub. We just talked about this with the Moss earlier. So. Uh, I'm going Roman Reigns, and some somewhere down the line, somebody new or somebody unexpected is going to get the win over Roman. Um, and if Roman's got both the belts, he's probably you know I I picked the Usos to lose the belt, the other belt, so maybe he'll just give one to Jay, you know, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going I'm going Roman Reigns on this one as well. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to take it off him just to have him have to like swerve back and get it. Uh, I think. Brock's gonna take one for the team here. All right. Gary's gonna. We're gonna leave Gary on on the island for this one. Sorry, Gary. Yes. On the island with all my points. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe maybe they call up Solo Sokoa. He can be the the latest member of the bloodline, and Roman can give him the WWE Championship. You know, I can. It's gonna be a. It's, Roman's good. I'm almost as interested to see how they uh, divide the titles again. If it's like if Roman just tries to give it to somebody else to defend or something like that, I think that'll be more interesting if they just make it vacant. One anyway. champion. One champion. Well, I think that's the best answer, although it's really hard to do because then what is the other show even going for? But I do. Well, it's not, the guy's got to be on both shows. Right, but he can only have like one challenger at a time. So, like, yeah. you have a whole roster of guys that don't have anything to shoot yeah. for. Well, I mean, his next challenger is from SmackDown, then the next one's from Raw, and then SmackDown, then Raw. It's not that hard. Yeah. Well, no, but you got like seven weeks of television with nobody challenging for a top well, two. Those, <laughs> they're all going to go for the Intercontinental. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, why Ricochet's the number SmackDown two baby guy, face. <laughs> well, the SmackDown guy, then the people on Raw could be vying for that number one contendership next. You know, okay. and then it's then it goes to Raw, and then on SmackDown they do the same type of thing, but in a different way. You got this, John. <laughs> I think one champion. It. it just doesn't make sense having two world champions. No, well, I do agree with that. I do agree I, with that. I agree with you, but I love your optimism in thinking that they actually try and make that work. <laughs> there should be one champion, but I, I don't see them ever going backwards in that way. Well, there we go. We have run down the entire card. We went from the romance to the Roman, uh, as far as uh, I guess the the card went. So there you have it. So that said, a couple of pieces of business to get out of here. After today's show, we are going to be taking a break until Al Carl returns from his obligations at the Islanders. Once he's back, we'll be resuming full time. That'll be sometime in May. But uh, we'll see who comes out as champion, I guess. But in the meantime, you can check out some of our other projects, including the Primetime Rundown, which is actually also on hiatus right now until after. Uh, well, maybe they're back now. Uh, I don't have an official room, but 
Uh, they were they took a hiatus for March Madness. I assume they're going to be starting right back up now, Fridays at 7 p.m. Uh, make sure you go to the Eastern Observer YouTube page, hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of their episodes. But that is where you go for all of your sports information. And then the new show the on the Eastern Observer, The Sunday Sauce, every Sunday afternoon hosted by Tyler Adele along with his partner, Andrew Macaria. They bring you through everything NHL and all of the league's happenings. Get saucy this Sunday afternoon with the Sunday Sauce right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. And subscribe to the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. There's about 5,000 people that get this column every time I send it. So go to MinnesotaBellTime.com and subscribe. It's completely free. Get the album from the Black Cats NYC. It is free cake. You can get it now at Apple Music, Deezer, YouTube, Pandora, Amazon Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. I'm just reading logos now. Any place you listen to music, you can probably get this thing. Uh, probably FYE and Electronics Boutique and all the places. Sam Goody. Sam Goody. There Sam you go. Goody. <laughs> Nobody beats the whiz. <laughs> As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, the internet leader in sports entertainment pick'em pools. Join us in the EWP public pool to play against us or create a private pool with your friends. Play against your friends or play against the universe. And do sign up right now. Pick WrestleMania so that you can figure out how to use the platform and then join us next season in the entire year. You can pick all the Impact, AEW, uh, WWE, NXT shows. It'll be a great time. And then I guess from that, we will see you on this show when we return sometime in the month of May. So there you have it. This has been our show. So that said, let's go around the horn one more time. It's WrestleMania. Uh, I think we said what we most look forward to. Uh, I guess starting with Gary, just give me your favorite WrestleMania moment as we close out the show. My favorite WrestleMania moment will be when the Iron Sheik makes it to the ring for WrestleMania 38. No, I, <laughs> I to be honest, I am a Stone Cold and Rock fan that match. Um, to be perfectly honest, Stone Cold's last match before this one just is my, I just, I love both of them. I've never, ever seen Steve Austin wrestle live at a house show because I never came here when they were live. So he was like my one dream. So I, yeah, that that's my favorite moment. All right. John Smith, I know you've got that WrestleMania 18 in your back pocket. Well, yeah, that's my personal favorite moment is when Triple H won the undisputed title, but you know, as a viewer from like just watching it for the past 38 years, I'd say there's nothing, there's been nothing more organic than Daniel Bryan's run that year, WrestleMania 30. I think that was probably my like the the most you know in like sucked in I ever got as a as an adult watching WWE, like so hardcore into like a, a gimmick and an angle and a person for that like year and a half or so that he was just like running things and it ended at 30 where he was undisputed champion or whatever not undisputed yeah i guess it was but uh i'm gonna go with that down to connie some good ones uh you, you and i went over this at length if anyone wants to go into the archives and see your wrestlemania specials but uh in the moment just for that moment nothing for me top the end of wrestlemania 20 uh eddie the other guy the confetti 
it was a beautiful moment. Yes, yes. Solid moments there. Of course, I, I go in the Wayback Machine. I think, John, you and I have talked about this, too. My first memory of wrestling altogether was watching WrestleMania four. Randy Savage makes it through the tournament. Not a critically acclaimed WrestleMania. Horrible finishes throughout. All countouts and disqualifications just about. But uh, it's special place to me. So that's the one I that I go to is Randy Savage's big win there. Maggie, I left you plenty of time to Google your answer. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, no, I would say my favorite WrestleMania moment is the is one of the ones that we saw live. It was the... It's not like a match. It's just the Undertaker's entrance. Like when they had the Druids come out, we saw it from at Ford Field. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome. So that's my that's my moment. Yeah, WrestleMania 23. She's referring to. So there you go. That's been our show. Uh, any any parting from anybody? Any other parting words? Any parting thoughts on WrestleMania this year? Good luck. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, John Dakani, the floor is yours. Thanks for joining us. And as